Hello, everybody. Welcome to The 180 with Eric Lockley. I'm your host, Eric Lockley. There are moments in life that define us, that set us on one path or plunge us down a completely different path. Join me as we dive into our guest, Turning Points. Let's laugh, heal, and be inspired together as we pull back the curtain on how our guest made The 180. Sometimes life gets hard when you're on your journey. Don't stop, keep going, you can turn it around. The 180, oh, that was very yes, it's a big change. The 180, your life won't be the same. The 180, you can do it. Say yes to your beautiful future. The 180, yeah. yeah. Yes, yes, the 180, here we are. I am so thrilled and excited to have Terrell Hagler on the show today. Whoop, whoop. I'm going to tell y'all a little something about Terrell. Hey guys, how's it going? <laughs> for those of you that don't know, Terrell Hagler is a Philadelphia-based garbage man who has generated support for sanitation workers during the pandemic through his Instagram account, Your Fave Trash Man. His Instagram account was created to give residents an inside look at what sanitation workers experienced during the pandemic. The account has continued to grow in popularity throughout this year. Upon noticing that his coworkers didn't have the proper PPE to execute their jobs safely, Terrell started a t-shirt fundraiser to purchase PPE, hand sanitizer, and cleaning supplies. He has raised over $32,000 to support these efforts and generated loads of support from the Philadelphia community with his hashtag, Support Sanitation. Let's welcome Terrell Hagler. Okay, it's, it's, the applause is so great. The, the, the audience is so excited to have you here. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are you doing, man? I'm good. I'm well. I, you know, another day throwing trash. I can't complain. Yeah. So, so were you working earlier today, or do you have to work later? I did. I did. I did. I worked seven to three today. Seven to three. Seven to three. Wow. Once three o'clock's there, what does it feel like? Man, I hit three o'clock at like twelve. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, by twelve o'clock, I'm like, it has to be three o'clock. It has to be, especially now. But um, you know, we get through. The, you yeah. know, but it's cool. It's, it's it's a good feeling when you you done your job. You look behind you, and all the streets are yeah, clean. Yeah, yeah. All the trash is up. It's a good feeling. Awesome. So on the one eighty, we play games. Okay. It's game time on the one eighty. The name of the game is. Tell me about that Philly John. This first question is actually more of a sing along. You ready? Get ready, because here we go. To one of the most well known songs of our generation. Oh boy! Mm-mm. Yeah, you oh, know boy. you know what it is, but you know, oh, so it's fine. Okay. So here we here we go here we go. Now this is a story all about how my life got flipped, turned upside down, and I'd like to take a minute to sit right there. I'll tell you how I became the prince of a town called Bel Air. In West Philadelphia, born and raised on the playgrounds where I spent most of my days, chilling out, maxing, relaxing, all cool and all. Chilling out, maxing out, relaxing. I don't know that part. <laughs> and all shooting some b-ball outside of the school when a couple, when a of, couple guys. of guys. When a couple of guys, they were up to no good. Uh-huh. They started making trouble in my neighborhood. I got a one little fight and my mom got scared to say, you're moving with your uncle and your aunt in Bel Air. I was for a cab and when it came near, the license plate said fresh and it had a... Dice in the mirror. If anything, I could say that this cab was rare, but I thought, no, nah, forget it. Your homes... To Bel Air. I pulled up. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, you definitely got my Philly card taken just now. You definitely. You <laughs> okay, okay. We. I mean, I'm, I'm like, not gonna. I'm not gonna be able to get a cheesesteak anywhere now. 
<laughs> anyway. <laughs> I mean, you just didn't know like two little parts. Just two little parts. Um, but you you know, that I we still give you a round of a we give you a, a horn. You get one horn. You could have got three. But you get <laughs> one. You. Yeah, no. I, I I deserve a half of one, but it's okay. <laughs> See, okay, here's the thing. I'm gonna be totally transparent. Okay, yeah. I'm 31 years old, mm-hmm. but I live my life like an 82 year old. It's all old R and B, gospel. Yes. I'm talking like they was like in school. They was like, "Who's your favorite singer?" I'm like, "Duh, Donny Hathaway." <laughs> wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And he wasn't alive when you were when you were alive. No, he was not. Yeah, my friends were listening to like Biggie. I was listening to Luther Vandross. Hey, woo-hoo. there you go. Big Luther too. <laughs> big Luther, not little yes. Luther. Big Luther. Yes, big Luther. <laughs> oh, big Luther. <laughs> you semi passed that test. Boy, this is it's exciting. It's, it's just... Oh man, I'm gonna have to move after this. This is that's 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 the point. <laughs> no, it's okay. <laughs> no, these actually are kind of challenging questions. I'm going to preface it with that. And then if you do really well, you can feel really great. Okay. And then if you don't, it's my fault. Okay. So which one of the following holidays was invented in Philly? Grandparents' Day, Independence Day, Mother's Day, or Thanksgiving? Well, Grandparents' Day is not a holiday. Let the grandparents know, though. Process of elimination. Okay. I love it. Love, love you, Grandma, but it's not a holiday. Um, I mean, Philly is the start of the nation, so... I'm going to go with uh, Independence. I'm going to go with Independence Day just because it's a Philly thing. You're going to go with Independence yes. Day? Okay. I understand, but... See? It was Mother's Day. That was random. I looked it up. Really? So this will encourage people to go and Google it. It would be a Philly mom, though. It really would be a Philly mom to invent Mother's Day. Mm. I could. I can see it. I can I see it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> Number two, what is the reason Philadelphia is called the city of brotherly love? And like, I got some options for you. So you can do process of elimination again <laughs> if you want. A, because of its penchant for welcoming diverse cultures. B, because it literally is what Philadelphia means in Greek. Literally is, is what it means in Greek. Or C, because two brothers founded the city after a long feud and wanted to memorialize the, their reconnection with the nickname for their city. So I know it's not C. It's not the last one. Okay. Um, the Greek one sounds really interesting, and my spirit is telling me to pick that one. So I'm going to pick that one. I love that your spirit told you correct. See? There you go. There you go. Philadelphia means brotherly love in Greek. The love in Greek. Yeah. That, I, nah, I didn't know that. That's dope. Now, this famous Philly group that's featured on a late night show now has been holding a picnic every year since 2000. Oh, The Roots. Okay, the roots. Yeah, you get, you yeah, got that. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah I, knew, I knew that one. Yeah, you're going to know this one too. The Rocky Statue and the Rocky Steps are located in front of this museum. Oh, Art Museum. Yeah, uh, yeah I, work out, I work out at the Art Museum, so I should know that one. Hey, so you run up them steps? Well, so the, if people don't know, there's actually a trail that you can run up the steps and make a right, run towards the back, and run down the back of the steps to like a whole lawn and stuff. So I kind of like do laps. Oh, okay. Around. Yeah, it's a little like a little introvert thing, you know. Yeah, you're more committed than just the steps. You're gonna do, you know, the trail and then the, the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Fancy. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm only five five, so all I have is to be to be to have muscles. I'm not tall, so if you're not tall, you have to have muscles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you, bro. <laughs> That's a life lesson. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're not tall, you gotta have muscles. Yeah. Uh, Terrell said it here. 
on the 180. Breaking news. Breaking <laughs> news. <laughs> All right. True or false, Philadelphia cream cheese is in fact made in Philly. I know there's a Coca-Cola factory. <laughs> I know there's a Hers factory. I know there's a Tasty Cake factory. Mm. I've not seen a cream cheese factory. But I'm going to say false. That is... Correct. Yeah. Philadelphia cream cheese is made in upstate New York for some reason. Okay. I don't know why, but well, that's where they chose to make it. That's where they chose to make it. And this is the final question that you cannot lose. You, you, you're going to get correct. You just have to use the Philly slang John three different ways. Okay. Ready? Number one, the John over there is annoying me. Ooh. Number two, I found this John outside. That, it must have been a sad John. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay. And number three, what color was the John that just went past the house going 95 miles an hour? <laughs> well, message. I'm just, I'm just going to give that a message. You know, <laughs> slow down. That's the message. Yeah. Slow down. Speed limit 45. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. And thank you for, for playing along. I'm not going to say I feel better about being in Philadelphia. I'm going to be honest. <laughs> I don't. I'm not going to check my phone after this either because I know I'm going to, you know, <laughs> might have some text messages once people see this. So, right. yep. No, you, you, did a, you did a great job. You did a great job. And now I want to ask you a few questions just to get to know you a little better. Yeah. There are strange, random, weird questions, but very insightful when you get the answer. If you could be any water-bound animal, which animal would you be? I definitely would be a dolphin. Hey, yes. Yeah, definitely would be... Yeah, dolphins just live their life free, carefree, they migrate, they have fun, they're interactive with people, they're intelligent, they just have great spirits. And Yeah, dolphins seem so just playful and free. Yeah. Just free. It's true. Yeah, just free. I'm glad you said that. I yeah. agree. I would say the same thing. Yeah, we're similar. definitely be a dolphin. Now, you travel around Philadelphia day after day. What's one of your favorite places to be in the city? I love Kelly Drive. Mm. In the summer, I walk Kelly Drive. I run Kelly Drive. I sometimes park in one of the lots and just sit on the water, let nature just take over with my thoughts. Yeah, Kelly Drive is like one of my favorite spots just to go get away from the getaway and just kind of zen out. Remember how we were talking about the art museum? Yeah. So there's like a little trail. We call it Bowhouse Row, where all the rowing houses are for all the colleges and the row groups and stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's actually called Kelly Drive. There's actually a path that you can bike, that you can run. That is a trail, um, but it sits right on the water. Nice. So literally, I mean, if you were crazy enough, you could jump into the water right off at Kelly Drive. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if you're crazy enough. Yeah, yeah. But it's the nature, the trees, the grass, the just the scenery is just a great moment to zen out sometimes. Like, nice. a, like you know, on a nice uh, summer night, you know, the breeze and everything from the water and, and it's everything just kind of gets really quiet and still. And just you could just have a moment to only hear your thoughts. Pretty, pretty dope. Ooh. We got we to gotta take you to Kelly Drive. We got to take you to Kelly Drive. Yeah, you. I just like started meditating in the middle of you describing yeah. it. I said, oh, <laughs> you present. Take a yes. deep breath. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> no, for real. I'm serious. It's, it's so dope. Well, I got to check it out. I'm close enough to Philly. Yeah, I'm, I got to yeah. check it out. Yeah. If you were to host your own talk show, who would be your first guest? My first guest that I would like to talk to would be Barack Obama. Mm. Would be Barack Obama. Definitely would like to talk to Barack. 
not about everything that everybody knows, but about everything that we don't know about, mm. you know, his mental health during the presidency, um, his stress level, how he balanced being the president and being a black husband and a black father and um, yeah. just the little intricate things that, you know, we don't always, the, the, the actual human side of somebody in his position right. that we don't always get to see and talk about, you know. Yeah, then like life after, you know, what does he do now? Like, how do you go from being the president to just living a normal life? I know you're on tour and you're speaking and all that stuff, but what do you do for, do you go to top golf when you're not on tour or something, you know? Yeah. Just that kind, that type of, that type of stuff, I think would really be dope to know. Yeah, that's, this is actually going to happen. Like, we're, we're, we're making it happen right now. Both of us are going to have an opportunity to sit and chat with, Barack Obama, yes. For sure, for sure. Let's put it in the universe. Yes. Speak it, speak it into existence. <laughs> Don't do that. I'm, I'm cogent. Don't do that. Don't do that. Don't do that. So it is. It is so. <laughs> Listen, we be in here having a revival. Eric, you better cut it out. <laughs> I'm ready. Okay. Oh, my gosh. See, like, I got my slippers. Oh, okay. Right, <laughs> so I, I did a little research on you, and I know that you were a dancer and a performer. Yeah. And you still might be, so I'm not going to take that away from you. You dance. You perform. <laughs> um, so tell us about what drew you to performing. I'm okay. So um, as a child, I had a lot of energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mom said I was just bouncing off the wall. I was just in any and everything I was talking. I was just so active. And um, where we grew up at in North Philly, there was a famous black theater called Freedom Theater mm. um, right by Temple's campus. And one day my mother was walking past. I was about three years old. And they was like, hey, you have a young child. We have preschool classes, this, that, and the third. And my mom signed me up at three and I was there from 1992 to about 2015. Wow. Yeah, so I actually uh, started off in theater and doing plays. And then when I turned eight, one of the teachers was like, you move really well. You should try majoring in dance. So I turned into a dance major and that got me to go into creative and performing arts high school. And then I got to do some college studies at Coppin State with a minor in dance and then after about a year, I had an opportunity to tour with a dance company locally here in Philly. Oh, nice. Yep. And then even because of Freedom Theater, I was able to be a part of a cultural exchange where we took 60 young performers to Panama for a cultural exchange in 2011. Yep. I auditioned for Spider-Man on Broadway and made it. Ooh. Um, it it's, it's when they asked me to sing is when I didn't make it. <laughs> you you made it so far yeah. and then they said and now sing yeah and then they was like we'll call you <laughs> <laughs> so but i mean just to be 19 in a room of 1500 guys and make yeah. make the cut inspired man on broadway in new york so yeah so i don't dance as much now i'm more choreographed and may help out here and there but yeah these knees okay. or yeah, these knees. Yeah. Well, no, that's that's really exciting. So my my brother, um, he's a dancer, and he went to University of the Arts. So okay, yeah, I know you arts. So he knows Wayne. Yeah, Wayne St. David. Probably, I love jazz that. teacher. I don't know. Oh, okay, probably. So probably, yeah. so yes, probably. I'll have yeah. to ask him. Like, Brett, yeah. I know you're listening. You know, you know Wayne. Yeah, yeah. Wayne is like my dance uncle. So if he knows Wayne, then he knows Sean Lemire. The dance world is about this big. So right, right. I, what, what's your brother's name? Uh, Brett. Brett. Last same last name. Yeah. Does he dance for uh-huh. anybody now? He was touring for a while, so he was like, 
most recently he was in Cats touring. Okay. Before that he was in Motown. So he's been out of Philly for a while, and he New York was in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Japan. Yeah, I have a, I have a yeah. friend that went to yeah, U.S. and he did the cruise ships. So he would dance on all the cruise ships. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know those those the traveling performers. That's that's a whole nother level. Yeah, of, yeah, like, yeah. Just being away and moving around. Yeah. 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 So, within that experience of performing, tell us about kind of how you went from there to then. Now you're doing sanitation work. What was that transition like, or was it a transition? It was a transition. You know, I was just you know. Actually, I had my first daughter at 22, and that starving artist's salary does not put food on the table. So that's when I started um, searching for W-2s, and I did did so many things. I worked at the hospital as environmental service. I worked at a gym Mm -hmm. as like a personal trainer and mentor. I did construction, like demo work. I was a floor technician, so I used to strip wax and clean floors. Um, I was a stagehand, so I worked at a theater, uh-huh. helping help building sets. Um, the Prince Music Theater, uh, famous, this is now the Film Festival Theater, downtown Philly. Nice. I was a, a assistant stage manager for Center City Opera. Wow. I was a bartender. Yes. I mean... I tried carpentry school. I just <laughs> you had a lot of odd jobs. I was understandable, yeah, especially yeah, as a, yeah, yeah. as an artist who like is trying to yeah. make some money, but also yeah. try to do that thing. Yeah, and also yeah. need yeah. to make money. I, I dibble dabbed in real estate, like so. And um, wow, yeah, and it just they all came to a bubble. And then uh, December two thousand nineteen, I got hired as a sanitation worker. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll talk more about that. Yeah. I know that now you are working one of the things um, beyond your campaign to get more PPE for sanitation workers. Now you're working on getting hazard pay for sanitation workers. Yes. And this is really admirable. I, I so admire that you not only said, okay, let's yeah. get you all masks, get hand sanitizer, get all that stuff, but like now let's actually get you hazard pay. Yeah. What's something that you've discovered as you've begun to delve into the politics of changing legislature? That is politics. Literally that. Politics. The world of politics takes a level of patience and takes a level of grace. And if you don't have a strong foundation and morals and values, it will eat you up. Mm-hmm. I think when you're passionate about something and I think when you really believe in something, you can break down all those barriers. You can get over all those walls. You can fly right over all those speed bumps. Um, especially when I have a gift of putting really good people around me. Yeah. So I've been kind of building uh, a team of politicians who are down for the cause. And, you know, I talk to them on the on a regular. And I think coming soon, we'll be able to really push uh, and really make some noise. And really, I've been saying, I just want to sit at the table. I just want to start the conversation on mm-hmm. how we achieve this. You know, I'm not naive. I know it's not going to happen overnight, but we... If we could just start the conversation, I think that'd be a great step in the right direction for us to get hazardous pay. Starting, you know, because I I don't just want it for Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. I want it across the nation. I want it across the nation. I think Philadelphia could be the pillar and the start of it. And then other cities could tap into it and other legislatures and other uh, governments uh, statewide. And then hopefully 
when my when my guy Biden in there, he'll 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 see it see it as important as we do and yeah. and approve it. Well, that that's awesome, and and yeah. and the fact that you're speaking to the need to have a moral foundation in the world of politics, because you know, of course, right, right, I've watched the West right. Wing, you know, I've, I've watched this, you know, and there's always drama, and there's always people pulling, yeah, people in. 50 million directions and too often it doesn't always look like what is most moral or what is best for the most people will always win out. Yeah. So it's great to know that, you know, you're surrounding yourself with people that you can trust and are aware of like, okay, we have to have a moral foundation and things that... Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it's important. It's really important because you can't really get positive change with, you know, some negative energy. Or someone who's only in it for themselves. You know, you can't. Message. That's right. Message. <laughs> yes, absolutely. You can't get a positive outcome with, yeah, negative energy. Negative energy, yeah. As someone who suddenly has had attention thrust on you via your Instagram account, it's gained more and more traction. How are you managing life with the expectations of content from followers? Like, do you get nervous before posting? How has this sudden surge of success affected you? So my manager, shout out to my manager, Ariana Queenan. Okay. Ariana Queenan, <laughs> right here, right now. Um, she's amazing. She's really, um, she's, she's been my backbone. She's really helped me uh, grow mm. this platform. Um, she always says, you are like Rihanna on your Instagram. You just do what you want and people love it. So that's kind of like, um, she calls it that guerrilla style yeah. social media. You know, I just kind of go, this is what I'm feeling. This is what I'm posting because that's what it is. It's mine. Mm-hmm. And I promise always to be truthful and authentic. So me planning to post something and I just, I just, it's not me as a person. I just post what I feel. I post what I think the public should know. And then sometimes I use it as an education tool mm-hmm. to really try to shift the narrative and shift the perspective of the public on what a sanitation worker looks like. Because people already have in their minds what we do, what we look like, and how much we make. And they're wrong on all three. <laughs> so, uh-huh. so yeah, what's, what is uh, like one stereotype that you want to just squash right now? That we're rich. That sanitation workers make so much money. I wish. <laughs> I wish. I I my I can tell you my base salary is like thirty two thousand. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm an essential worker, and I've been working through. Right. I'm about to work through both waves of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So that's one. We're not lazy. You can't be lazy and pick up trash. It doesn't work. <laughs> right. 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 Especially when people throw out Ooh. things like their transmission. Yeah, that's heavy. That's bad. yeah. Oh yeah. You. If no one else display that, you know, you can be a sanitation worker and you're not late, you are not lazy. No. The no. commitment to both activism and still doing your job and then coming on podcasts like 180, <laughs> being on <laughs> Kelly Clarkson's show. Yeah. You know, you, you make time for what's important. Yes. And I tell my manager all the time, no platform is too big and no platform is too small to hear my story. Mm-hmm. So literally, if, if, it, if it goes along with my moral and my values as, as an advocate, then it's a yes, no matter what. That's beautiful. Yeah. Tell us a little bit more about your story and a moment that felt like a 180, a moment that you had to make a turn. Okay, I'll talk about my um the the, the time I decided to, to do my first post. Um, 
It was in the middle of June. And I think it had been like three or four articles had came out about the trash delays. Um, if you don't know, here in Philly, in the middle of the summer, we got like five days behind. We were like a wow. week behind in trash. I mean, trash was piled up in front of people's doors. And all these articles were coming out. It's the sanitation workers' fault. They calling out for no reason. They lazy. They taking all this time off. And I was like- They're rich. They're rich. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like- I throw that in there. The public doesn't know that over 200 of us had contracted COVID and were quarantining. Wow. So I was like, yeah. yeah, it's time for me to say something. That artist in me, that 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 the voice in me was like, yeah, you got to say something. You got to do something. Yeah. So I believe it was June 17th, I posted my first post as your fave trash man. And I think the 180 point is when I started educating the public about what's really going on as a sanitation worker. And I started giving out trash updates. So every morning around seven o'clock, 7.15, I would let people know like, hey, in the real world, it's Wednesday. And mm-hmm. the trash world is last Friday. Wow. So if your trash day is last Friday, we come in for you today. And it was, we were able, because of those updates, the public was able to navigate the delays They wouldn't put their trash out too early. They wouldn't put their trash out too late. They would put it out just in time. Mm. And I, I believe through my updates and me just keeping the public aware, they were able, we, we were able to get out of the trash delay and actually catch up and get on our day. It took us three months, wow. but we actually caught up and we're on our right day. And I think from there, it was just kind of a domino effect. I just, I was like, hey, if the public is on our side like this, we need masks and cleaning supplies. People are still getting sick. And there's three people in a truck. One person gets sick. That's three people that now have to quarantine. Yeah. So let's do our best to keep the trucks clean. But I told you my salary already. I don't have money every pay to go get cleaning supplies and use it in the truck. Right. You know, so that's where the whole uh, T-shirt. Hey, there's the T-shirt. <laughs> t-shirt idea came out to see if we could sell T-shirts and raise money to buy PPE and cleaning supplies and proper masks. I wear glasses. The, the city tried their best. I never bashed the city. No one was prepared for COVID to last this long. Right. So they did their best. But g- them giving us the big face shields that wrap around this way and come down to my sternum and <laughs> I wear glasses. It's foggy. I can't see if I'm picking up trash or a dog. It just didn't work. <laughs> oh, if you picked up a dog, man. I mean, you I mean a dog that was trash. I don't know. We didn't we didn't have possums in the truck, so Oh my god. Oh yeah, yeah, that's why yeah, that's why I'm saying being a sanitation worker, you're slash animal control, slash a therapist, cause people want to complain mm. why diapers can't be recycled, then you gotta really break it down to them that di- diapers aren't recyclable, they're supposed to be in the trash can, not the recycled can. Ooh. Yeah, that was my 180 when I that's when I really realized that I had a I was creating a platform basically as a liaison between the department and the public to be a voice for sanitation workers and like I said shift the perspective and really give them an insight and who knew that the public wanted to be on our side this whole time they just didn't know how Instagram was a way for people to reach out to me, ask questions, get them answered, and me to post content on showing them the daily life. 
And then also ask for, you know, some grace and understanding on the door in the trash delays. Like, guys, I, we see the trash. We see it. <laughs> we, we're coming to get it. But if you put it out neatly and put it out better, we can get on and off your block quicker. So then, yeah. you know, have the public take some responsibility and help us out. <laughs> it is amazing that, you know, you took the risk. Of speaking out, which so many people, you know, say, okay, I'm, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm not gonna say anything. And you were like, no, I need to say something. Yeah. And then what you mentioned about discovering that the public was on your side, that the public could understand, the public could understand and offer grace is incredible and really important lesson in say it and trust that people have your side or people have your back. Yeah. Especially if you're coming from a good place. Yeah. If you. And like like me with your faith trash man and building this brand and everything, like I've come down to my three pillars. And it's just educate, advocate, and integrate. And that's basically all I wanna do. I wanna educate the public. I wanna advocate for sanitation workers. And then I wanna integrate the both of them so that we're working together and as one unit, as one city, just trying to keep Philly clean. Mm. That's it. And and how did you come to those three pillars? I mean, that's I love that. Uh, well, my manager hired a branding company. Hey, uh, his name his name is Brandon Johnson with uh, True Theory. Yes. He's been amazing. He's really the Harry Potter of branding. Yes. He is magical. Okay, Brandon Johnson. Yeah, oh True Theory. Yeah, no, for real, for real, True Theory. The questions he asked me and the, and the depths and the layers that he asked me to unveil really bore out what I want your fave trash man and what I want as a brand to be. And it's yeah. something that I, I, you know, I didn't have, I couldn't articulate it. I just felt it. Mm -hmm. And he helped, helped me form the words. And so now I, I have my branding language and I have my pillars and it's a whole bunch of other stuff that goes into branding that I didn't know uh -huh. that, you know, it's okay that my manager knows and I don't. So it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> And with um, like both the T-shirt and even the handle, your fave trash man, what came first? Did you know? Did the handle exist before you posted? Okay, so here's a here, here's a story. Here's a okay, story. So I'm excited. I told you earlier, I live my life like an 82 year old. Uh huh. Like an 80 something. I have a special place in my heart for the elderly. Uh -huh. And just, there was this one elderly woman uh, that always came outside, one, to make sure we took all her trash, <laughs> and two, <laughs> to put her cans back. So she's older. So I start putting her cans back for her. And just one random day, we were, you know, I say hi, how you doing, everything. And she was like, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you, baby. Oh, you, I just thank you so much. And I literally was like, I'm your fave trash man, aren't I? She was like, yeah, you my fave trash man. <laughs> so <laughs> when, the, when, I, when I decided to do the Instagram, it was like, mm -hmm. bingo, your fave trash man. Like, you know, it just worked so well. So yes. that's literally how your fave trash man, the name, uh -huh. came about. Oh. Was, I was just talking, talking my talk, you know, like I do. I talk to everybody. I talk all day long. <laughs> she was like, yeah, you my fave trash man. So then in June, I was like, oh. There we go. Handle. Right. Oh. You my favorite trash me. Yeah, just like that. Just like that. <laughs> All right. Bye. All right, Miss Ethel. See you later. Uh, I hope her name really was Miss Ethel. <laughs> I never see I don't ask all those questions. Right, I don't right, want right. just give me your trash. I don't want you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you will the, the name I don't need. Yeah. Now we can speak. I'm gonna keep right. it pushing. <laughs> And then with the the t-shirt um with the logo 
uh, how did that get created? I was just searching things and um, I found it on the internet and I found out that one of my coworkers had actually drew it and all this oh, other wow. you know, things. And it's just, I asked him for permission. He said, yes, he said, I can have it. I can do what I want with it. It's mine. So um, yeah, so that's the one. And then I'm working on it. You know, this was like the first version of the t-shirt. Um, I'll give you, how about this? I'll give you a breaking story. Yes, I'm excited. Yes, please. Breaking news. Dun, dun, dun. Okay. Most likely by the end of November, definitely in the beginning of December, we will have another round of t-shirts. Yay. Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Different design because uh-huh. we always growing. Different design. Yes. But we will have another round of t-shirts. For anybody that missed the first wave of the t-shirts, we are bringing them back for the holidays. Awesome. Yeah, no, that, yeah. that's really exciting because I, I do know that at a certain point, I don't know when, was it August or September? But I know at some, some point it was like, no more t-shirts. We don't have any more. Yeah, in August. August. Uh, August. That, it, was, it was for four weeks. After four weeks, I mean, we, we sold 2,024 shirts. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So, but people, have, people are still DMing me about the shirts. So I'm like, this one, if you got this one, you got like the original because we're going to keep, you know, keep it fresh, keep it funky, alterate the design just a little bit. Um, But yeah, we will. You heard it here first on 180. Yes. Three. We had three. There we go. (laughs) There we go. By the end of November, definitely beginning of December for the holidays, we will have your favorite Trashman t-shirts and some other merch. Oh, other additional merch. Okay. You mentioned your coworkers. Tell me about your relationship with your coworkers in the sense of, I don't know that people think about, you know, sanitation workers and like their relationships and the dynamics on the truck. So what what was that journey like from your first day to now? Like, Yeah, I, I have some coworkers that I consider family now. It hasn't even been a year yet. Not to bring it down, but uh, my mother just passed away November 1st. Mm. Um, and the support that I felt from my coworkers, from yeah. my family, from everybody was just amazing. I, I just felt so supported. I felt love. People came to check on me. I still get people that text me, hey, how you feeling this morning? Yeah. You know, I had my, my union was like, hey, take as much time as you need. Don't rush back to work. The, the job, everybody was doing great. So, yeah. So you felt that real ca- genuine care and concern and like love. That's beautiful. That's great. Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure. For sure. On the truck, what are those dynamics like? You know? Oh, yeah. You have a driver, you have a partner. Um, so the driver is the one that's maneuvering in and out of all the tight spaces, in and out of, you know, not hitting anybody's car. Uh-huh. So the city doesn't have to pay for anybody's car. Um, and you and your partner, you guys work together, throwing trash, going from one side to the other, um, you know, just communicating, running the hopper, running the back of the truck that's com- uh, compressing the trash. So. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's you become you you have like a standing you know if you have the same partner and driver every day you build that relationship and right. you kind of um, just work with each other. You become your brothers or your sister, whichever one. Because mm-hmm. we do have female uh, mm. sanitation workers and we have female drivers. So hey, shout out! It's twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Women do this. Yes. Okay. Message. In terms of. The journey, what, what do you feel like is next? We talked about you're looking at 
shifting legislature um, to ensure that sanitation workers can get hazard pay, but are there things on the horizon that you're excited to do, initiatives you're excited to, to begin? Yes, yes. I want to always support sanitation. That is number one. Mm-hmm. But the second is I feel in my spirit that my calling is shifting into more of a community leader and a community ad- advocate. Awesome. Um, so I want to try to shift into that a little bit and see if it's for me. I want to do more things for my community. Um, I, did, I, I had a food drive um, October 10th and we fed 1,500 families that day. Wow, that's incredible. Yeah, so I'm going to do, I'm going to do another one November 21st, right before Thanksgiving. We're going to do another food drive in West Philly. Honestly, I want to get into the communications world. Uh, I'm really liking maybe being a press officer or press secretary um, one day. Nice. Um, and everyone keeps telling me that politics is where I'm headed. Hmm. So maybe state rep, maybe city council. Uh, my mother would always call me the mayor when she called me. She's like, you're the mayor. You're the next mayor. The mayor. Yep. The mayor. Those are kind of some of the uh, avenues that I'm exploring while all making sure that sanitation is always taken care of, first and mm-hmm. foremost, but also definitely shifting into all frontline workers, especially now. Yeah. Especially yeah. now. So important. And w- w- with all of this work in politics, maybe maybe you'll be the next Obama. My suits would be on point. I'm gonna just say yes. that. <laughs> yeah, ready sure. with the suit game. I got I got enough suits ready. I just need the presidency, the election to come now. I got the suits ready. Just need the election. <laughs> Considering that you had so many various jobs at different moments, how did you feel like those various jobs may have changed you? You know, what insight into life did you get from Doing this, then that, then this, then that. I, I feel like everything that I've ever done was a humbling experience. Mm. You, you know, you, you sometimes take a job and it's not what you want to do, but there's a lesson to be learned. Yes. And there's, there's something to receive from it. There's something that you can give it. I'm, I always believe if you give 100%, you'll get 150 back. Mm. So, you know, I take every opportunity, every job I've ever had to just give it 100% and to try to receive the lesson that I'm supposed to get from it because that's how you keep elevating. That's how you get to the next level. Yes, yes. That's, that's a word. It's a, that, that is for sure a word. We like to wrap things up with a quote that I'll have you uh, respond to. Okay. And uh, yeah, just tell me your thoughts. I speak to everyone in the same way, whether he's the garbage man or the president of the university. This is who said that, Albert Einstein. It's so true because you never know who you're going to need and when you need them. And you never know somebody's whole story. So while you may see this garbage man at the university from 7 to 3, you may not know that he's also a construction worker from 4 to 11 Mm -hmm. and your pipes break. But if you're mean to him at the university, do you think he's going to, you know, want to help you outside of that? So... Uh, I always say that that quote is so true because it just speaks to treating everyone like human beings. Yeah. Forget a title, forget a place, forget, a, 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 um, a, I guess, a, a structure or a class. Right. Forget all that. You're a human being and I'm going to treat you as a human being with respect, with love, with grace, with generosity. And, you know, I think when you live your life like that, you'll find out that more opportunities 
present themselves to you and mm-hmm. you, you're able to grow a lot quicker, a lot faster and in a healthy way. Because some people grow in a really unhealthy way, stepping on toes, being negative, throwing people mm-hmm. under the bus and doing all that stuff. But I feel like when you treat people like human beings, Oh, uh, uh, wow. Okay. Yes. Human beings like your human roommate who is in your kitchen as you're trying to do an interview because they have the human need to eat and seem to have made the human mistake of toppling some shit over in the kitchen. I don't know what's going on, but as long as you're safe, let's, let's, we can keep going. We can, we can keep it moving with this as human beings, you know? You know, it's just, and that's what life is about. Life is about navigating, adjusting, and just taking it all in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll ask this question just to mix it up a little bit. I know you have a lot of positive insight and optimism and that I'm similar. Like I'm like, glass is always half full. For sure. Was there an experience where you were a bit frustrated because someone treated you less than your worth? And how did you get over that? How did you overcome any feelings or doubts that people may have had about you? Yeah, all the time. I mean, people... As a sanitation worker, people already have this perspective of you. Mm-hmm. And they always, you know, one of the myths is that sanitation workers didn't go to college or they're not educated or mm. no one chooses to be a sanitation worker. You have to be a sanitation worker. And one of the most frustrating things is you don't, like I say, you don't know nobody's story holistically. You don't know what is on the outside. Right. If I didn't humble myself and become a sanitation worker, your favorite trash man would have never happened. Right. I could have looked at it like, what trash man? I'm not doing that. I'm not picking up trash. I'm too good for that. Yada, 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 yada. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it was an opportunity. It was, you know, it was a job. It was with the city. It was benefits, union, all that, all those good things. So I took it. And then in it, I realized that I had a lot to learn about what it was to be a, a, a sanitation worker. And through that, your fave trash man was born. But you can't, I never take anything personal mm-hmm. because my joy and my happiness is not your responsibility. Hey. It's not your responsibility. <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is totally up to me right. to be happy and to be, to be secure with the choices that I made. Mm-hmm. So if someone, if I give someone that much power to dictate my, my joy and my happiness, then I'm doing something wrong. So that's how I live my life. I give no man that power to dictate my happiness at at all. I give no man that power. My joy is my responsibility. My peace is my responsibility. So Mm -hmm. that's how I live my life. That's how I wake up every day. That's how I keep it one day at a time. That's how I approach this job. That's how I approach your favorite trash man. I don't know who I'm helping. I don't know who I'm talking to on social media or on your favorite trash man. But if I change one perspective a day, then I'm happy. Yeah. I'm truly happy. Woo, you, 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 I'm. <laughs> yes, a word, a word, 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 many words, gems dropped. I try. Uh, <laughs> well, thank you, thank you, thank you so much, Terrell. You are such an inspiration, and it's exciting to hear your story and to like watch how you have uh, transformed a community with, with your commitment to saying, you know, I'm going to speak out yeah. and and how that has really supported so many other folks and really the city of Philadelphia and how you're continuing. You're not just like, okay, all right, we, we, we talked about sanitation. I'm done. It's like, oh, okay, I'm going to keep building on this and 
use your platform. Yeah, you got to. You got to. Yeah, you got to. I feel like there's so many lives that need to be changed right now during these times. And the power of one is 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 real. And if I can be an advocate for sanitation and then be an advocate for my community and then be an advocate for Philly, then be an advocate for Pennsylvania, then be an advocate for the United States and be an advocate for the world. If if God sees fit that that's where my path is going, then I accept. I accept yes. and, and I, I humbly gonna walk it. Yes, yes. I, I want message. the message, message, message. message. Yes, I'm just gonna... <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> so it is. It is so. <laughs> Hallelujah. Um, <laughs> well, you all, folks, please make sure you stay connected with Terrell on Instagram at your fave trash man. And just in case you, you, you know, you're listening. So it's your Y A fave F A V no E trash man. Okay. So yeah. so make sure you go and follow him and support and stay up to date yes, with what he's doing. Thank you. And is there anything else that you want to shout out that you have or whether it's social media accounts or anything? Um, no, I think you did it. You shouted out the Instagram. Um, let people know that it is me right in my Instagram. I'm the only one that has access to it. So when you ask me something, um, I am the one replying. And that the last thing is this. Let's all just treat each other like human beings, because as my brand would say, it takes all of us. Mm-hmm. It takes all of us. Love it. Well, thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, I'd I look forward to staying connected with you. Oh, for sure. And in hearing about your uh, your career in politics, your upcoming <laughs> political career. We go, maybe we'll both sit down with Obama. Maybe we'll have a yeah, laugh for sure. and drinks. For, sure. for sure, for sure, for <laughs> sure. We, we could be president, vice president. We could be hey. the first Hershey chocolate and snicker vice yes. president <laughs> and president. <laughs> And short, short and muscular too. You know, short and muscular, yeah, for sure. No, for sure. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the buffest president known to man. Okay, <laughs> period. <laughs> I love it. Thanks so much, brother. No problem. Thank you. Thanks so much, everybody, for joining us. The 180 is produced by David Treatman with audio production and editing by Mike Luno. Original music composed by Jarrett Landon and sung by yours truly. And our digital portraits are by Byron McRae. If you like what you heard, make sure you tell your friends. We need your help to spread the love and inspiration. Follow us on all social media at The180Pod and visit our website, www.the180pod.com. Now, if you want to help support these stories like For Real For Real, please consider subscribing to our Patreon. You can chat with me, get access to exclusive content, merchandise, and also you will hear episodes early. Visit www.patreon.com slash The180Pod. Thanks so much. Until next time, I'm your host, Eric Lockley. Take care and be blessed. Know that you'll have a blessing if you just keep on pressing. Don't stop, keep going, you can turn it around. The 180, yes, it's a big change. The 180, your life won't be the same. The 180, you can do it. Say yes to your beautiful future. The 180, yeah.